Hi, this is Cecilia Staline, and you're listening to DJ Radu on the Diamond Soul Experience. W-A-B-L. New rules, new music. Download the app or stream on ablradio.com. You're experiencing the Diamond Soul Soul.com, decreasing your hard drive space since 2008. Welcome to the Diamond Soul Experience. I'm your host, DJ Radu. Thank you for checking us out on Mixcloud, Audio Mac, Hear This, Stitcher, iTunes, and Bandcamp. 
If you're checking us out on iTunes, please subscribe, review, and rate us. Help us move up in the rankings, get new listeners, and continue to get great interviews. Tonight, we're joined by Cecilia Stalin, who I first discovered on electronic Swedish duo Coop's 2001 sophomore album, Waltz for Coop. She's released several jazz-related projects since then, including John Coltrane Tribute, Step Like a Giant, and last year's Story of Love, featuring production from Daz IQ of Bugs in the Attic and episode 29 guest Kyrie Simmons. Her upcoming album, The Love EP, shows that she's a force that cannot be confined by a single genre. We have lots of new music tonight, including what you're hearing right now, new music from Byron the Aquarius, who just released his High Life EP, as well as music from Anderson Pop and Torre. So buckle up and stay tuned to the Diamond Soul Spirit.
don't know what you heard Comment said he used to love her Now we just love to use her We can't just stay the same and not change Move forward like the second hand on Flavor Blade clock chain That's the sound of her rights getting taken That's the sound when the cans get to spraying This is liberation when the bass is up in your stereo Electric relaxation, so what's, so what's the scenario? You see, when things fell apart, it made the stakes high Hip-hop ain't dead, but the radio is a gravesite And it's the mass resurrection for the half-stepping Can of flat black inside the backpack, class session Put your click and boot camp, duck down from the living legend I don't have a gun, but still carry that Smith & Wesson Was there for me, and I was there for her Pull out a chair for her, turn on the air for her Yep. Start a movement with my tribe called Quest Love. Like Cool Herc at the park jam with the speakers. Spin some MC like Roxanne and Latif. All the classic rap hits got every word remembered. Like when Fat Lip had his letter returned to Sander. Damn. I goodie mob deep the black sheep. Digging in the crates for artifacts where the wrong side of the tracks meet. Need a DJ quick to play some native tongues next. If your crew ain't got the juice, then you're faking the funk flex. Kept the inspiration in my fuel tank. If I peep rock her bells, then would she love me like Cool James? Rapper saw the dollar sign, forgot about. The culture. Now they want to play her for the profits and exposure. Nas is ill-matic, Omega's the true meaning. Dilla's drum machine displayed in the history museum. The love is so deep in me, I need her No strings attached like run, DMC's Adidas Jizza is the genius, KRS is the teacher Large the professor, follow the leader Step into the arena, respect to band Bada, Zulu Nation, every chapter Break dancers, break and making sacred geometric patterns Searching for the perfect beat, got my license to ill Stolen five points, was painted over Rain, our heart is still broken The slogan is fight to power, takes a nation to resist I voted for Eric Vegan, Wu-Tang is for the kids The culture is worldwide, every race is connected We educate through expression and break the chains of Oppression with the love we feel from 93 till forever. Forever, forever, ever, forever. Fall in love with you, Papa feels so good, babe, I wish you could 
feelings to myself until it bursts to reconcile. If it promises to hide for me to keep, if I say and then don't do, then I'll be no good to you. If I listen but don't hear, if I cry tears just to endear, I'm not you. I'll be no. Touches me the least. I'll be no good if I'm just lying and keep on saying things I know will harm long after I have ceased. If a promise is too hard for me to keep, if I say.
peace, this is Mecca83. You're listening to DJ Radu on the Diamond Soul Experience. i 
Memeloso.com, decreasing your hard drive space since 2008. This is the Diamond Soul Experience. I am DJ Radu. Max and I were chilling to a waltz for Coop, and we have Cecilia's styling on the line. How are you doing today? I'm great, thank you. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. It's a pleasure to have you on the show. My pleasure is all mine. Wow, you started 2016 off with the bang. You have a new album that's going to be dropped in basically two weeks, the Love VP. Yes, that's correct. First of February. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm definitely excited about that. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just, um, um, it's actually available for pre-order right now as we speak. Um, over at my Bandcamp page so if people are curious they can always go there and check it out and what's the address to your Bandcamp page it's just if you just go to bandcamp.com and then you just put in Cecilia Stalin then you'll find it alright so as I mentioned before we got you on the line we were listening to A Waltz for Coop so we're going to take things back how did you link up with Coop well it was when I uh, I think I was about 19 years old and I was studying business at Uppsala University. At that time I was singing with a big band there. We did all the big bands in Uppsala, um, did a, a CD, a, tri- a tribute to James Last. So I sang a classic Swedish song called Atanjaran Brygga. And I think that Oscar, the pianist in Coop, uh, he um, he was in a different big band and he heard me sing uh, at the listening party. So uh, and then yeah, they 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 um, they located me and came to see me and I did a little, I sang a little bit for them and, and they were super excited and yeah, the history from there. So you were in school for business. Yeah. Okay, so now I really want to take it back a little bit further. (laughs) So when did you begin singing? Well, I grew up with a dad who is a stride pianist. So he had a 10-piece Dixieland band. So I grew up with music, but as a hobby. So I started, you know, performing in a band when I was 13. But I only started studying music uh, very late in life. So when I was 26. So you started studying music at 26? Yep. So okay. I, have, I, I haven't been doing this for very long. <laughs> wow. It's, it's so amazing because I remember when that Coop album dropped and I started to hear your name a lot, you know. Yeah. And, and then from there, there was the Step Like a Giant project. Mm-hmm. And this was all before you began to take music seriously? No, I started taking music seriously after started working with Coop. Okay. So that was, it was, it was one of those things, you know, my parents tried to encourage me to get a real job. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And so, um, and, and, you know, as, as a, how old was I then? 15 you know you, you you take your parents seriously and I never really argued in that sense because I was I was doing music anyway but in my spare time and, and fairly seriously from when I was 13 so <laughs> their arguments were valid and you know I, I did like business and so I was like, okay, yeah, it doesn't mean that I can't do music at the same time. And so I thought, okay, maybe maybe they have a point. But then 
after two years at university, at business university, I um, I wanted to take a break. So I started working uh, in sales and uh, I started taking vocal lessons. Started with one class and I thought that was so much fun. I was like, oh, I want to do this more. Okay, so I started with two classes and then both of those vocal teachers turned around individually and said, hey, have you ever thought about applying for a music school? And at that point, you know, I was I was more independent, you know, I wasn't living with my parents anymore. And I, you know, so I kind of applied for these schools, um, obviously hoping to get in, but <laughs> maybe it wasn't uh, the end of the world if I didn't, because I could always go back to my business studies. Right. So... You're 19 years old, you appear on a waltz for Coop, and that ends up picking up a lot of steam. You know, yeah. how, how does that affect you versus what your parents were instilling in you as far as the business education? I mean, it was quite overwhelming, you know, but first and foremost, I wasn't a part of Coop. I was only a featured singer. Right. So on the gigs, there would always be another singer there or whatever. So there would always be like two singers and maybe a saxophone player. You know, there would always be um, uh, more than one singer up until Waltz for Coop came where the bigger tours happened. Yeah, it was, it was quite overwhelming when someone calls you up and say, hey, listen, we're doing a gig in New York with these other two major artists. And you'd be like, oh, oh what? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> So, but it was lovely at the same time because I, I really love the music and I still do. I think it's been such a brilliant project to work on. So for me, it was just, I mean, it was massively exciting. And I think that, I think it spurred me on a little bit in realizing, I think it helped me to conclude that this is what I want to do. I love this. This is great. It's absolutely frightening to be on the stage with, you know, a thousand people in front of you. But it was it's not that I hadn't done gigs before. It was just the fact that I was representing someone else and their music and I love the music. So I did what I really wanted to make it sound right and all of those things but yeah it was very interesting now i know you mentioned that there were other singers involved with coop and one of those singers was yukimi nagano who went on to be the feature vocalist for little dragon mm-hmm. you know what was your relationship like with yukimi or did you guys ever interact with one another no we never met wow yeah i think that we spoke like uh, over Facebook or MySpace or something once uh, just as like oh hi nice meeting whatever <laughs> but we, we actually never met or never did a gig together wow and yeah that's crazy right yeah and you're both from Sweden right yeah of course yeah absolutely but she's from Gothenburg and I lived in Stockholm oh okay okay so and we weren't in the studio at the same time anyway and so yeah it kind of 
And then I moved to New York and she went on tour with Coop. So Okay, so did you immediately move to New York after the success of the Coop project? Fairly soon after, yeah. Because um I I mean I didn't know that the album was gonna blow up in the way that it did. Uh, so I was I was already looking at moving to New York to attend the new school, the mm. jazz program there. Right. So by the time things kind of hit in, I, I, I moved to New York. So new school is like a mecca for a lot of the great talent, you know, where we're beginning to hear from nowadays. You know, who was there while you were attending new school? So Robert Glasper had just finished and Bilal and I spent a lot of time with a an incredible trumpet player called Keon Herald. You're going to hear a lot more of him this year. And Keon is out on he's been on tour with like JC, he's been writing music for 50 Cent, you know, he's been with I mean he's been out on tour with everyone. You wow. know. Jesse Boykins is another person that I study with. A guy called Chris Turner, mm-hmm. also an amazing singer, who works a lot with uh, Megan at Revive, the Revivalist, big band and stuff. He does a lot with him. He works with Harvey Mason. Uh, yeah, and Jesse has his own career. Uh, who else? Uh, Jemire Williams, the drummer. Mm-hmm. He went with me. God, who else? Yeah, I mean, I can't even, I can't even think of all the people that that went. I, I have this feeling that Jesse Fisher went there at the same time as me, but I'm not sure. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that, that's... Uh, that, yeah, but, you know, people like uh, Jose James went there straight after I finished. I was only there for a year because I was studying at the Royal Academy of Music in Sweden. So I just did as an exchange year. Oh, okay. Hmm. Wow. Man, that's so cool just to be around that talent as it's being fostered and then to see it blossom. That's a really impressive list you just ran off. Yeah, I mean, we're not even talking about the people that I hung out with and that I got to know. And I mean, some of those cats, yeah, absolutely. Like Jermire, Jesse, Chris and, and, and Keon. But there's lots of other people that I've met who was teaching at the school like... Gregor Hutchinson and, and and a bunch of other people that I that I still stay in touch with and some of my mentors like you know Buster Williams and and Reggie Workman and and you know I, I try to hang out with them when they when and if they are on tour. Wow, that, that's really impressive. You went on to do the John Coltrane tribute project, Step Like a Giant. Yeah. What was your inspiration to pay tribute to John Coltrane? Well, to be truly honest, it took a long time for me to really get my bearings right and and feel that I had the courage to do it but I um, I was studying when I was studying at, at new school I worked with Reggie Workman who played on some of Coltrane's first albums and so I was in the Coltrane ensemble at the new school and Reggie was very much like you're gonna do exactly what all the other, all the instrumentalists are doing. You're gonna solo, you know. You're gonna, you're gonna sing the melody, and if you're up for it, please write some lyrics. You know, I want you to feel that this is you're a part of this music as much as everyone else. And I think that 
that together with you know his stories about John Coltrane and and how they worked and all of these things just got me to really dig even deeper into his music and and really wanting to understand and I was already a massive fan at that point so I started writing lyrics to like Lonis' Lament and then you know then Central Park West and it started there and then I went back to Sweden I recorded my first debut album called Straight Up I then moved to England because I felt I wanted some some new inspiration. That's where I met someone like Death IQ from Bugs in the Addict. And I realized that these guys are so into their jazz. They know all about like everyone, but they also have their own sound. And right. I thought that was really interesting. I was like, man, they're combining groove music with jazz in, in a, such a fresh way, because I, I hadn't really heard Broken Beat to, to its full extent. So I kind of just, I started out with a small project, which uh, ended up with being an EP of Afro Blue. So four different versions of Afro Blue, where Daz did two of them. And then I ventured in and I said, okay, let me just do this, uh, but let me do it my way. I'm gonna write the basics of what I want to happen in the song whether it's a groove or it's a bass line or it's a vocal arrangement or whatever and then I'll get a producer that I really love and that I feel can contribute to this mood and then I'll move it on from there. So that's really what I did. Like, So I worked with this guy Keon Harold and what I did was that I sent him a bass line and the vocals. And then, yeah, and then I just said, yeah, can you do something? And then he did something, he sent it back to me. I was like, oh, cool, great, great. And I started working onwards with it, and then I sent it back to him. So it was really a collaboration in that sense that we, I had an initial idea, and then we built on it together. So it was really cool. One thing that really impressed me about the Step Like a Giant project is the fact that you actually wrote lyrics to these John Coltrane songs. <laughs> and to write lyrics to existing songs that may even be standards always interested me. How do you go about approaching that? Well, to me, so for example, Longest Lament, I read up on about it, you know, and I created my own picture about what it was about and where he was at that time. And, and then I, I kind of made up my, I, I felt like this. If I was John Coltrane at that time, what would Lonis Lament be about? What would it symbolize, you know, what would it... Not trying to be him, but trying to find the spirit of the song. Right. And write it from my perspective. So, you know, Step Like a uh, Giant Steps. It's a right. big tune. Yes. It's a big tune. Also, he created that chord progression because he wanted to to both spiritually and musically dig deeper into music. So it's all about breaking breaking the barriers and not stopping only because these this is what we know so far. No, 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 no. Push the boundaries out, you know. And that's why I said, well, you, you step like a giant. So do you play any instruments as well? I play a little bit of piano, yes. Have, have we heard you on any albums? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not going to have that much fun. <laughs> <laughs>
I, well, you you mentioned a friend we have in common, Daz, and you worked with him on Step Like a Giant, but you also reunited with him on The Story of Love, which is one of my favorite projects of yours. Yay! <laughs> Norwegian Wood is definitely, like, that's like my all-time favorite. If I'm playing a jazz set, that's going in there, you know. Okay, great. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I talked to Kyrie and I don't think I asked him how that came about merging Ronnie Laws and the Beatles. Can, can you talk about that? Well, I think I think that was a spur of the moment for him, uh, and he created that combination. So I think he can answer that a lot better than I can. But I think I think that I think you know that's that that groove. I mean. I think that has had a big effect on Curry. Um, so I think that because we were talking about like 60s pop and stuff, and and how like the the music from the 60s really inspired us, and what type of diversity that music from that time had, and that it had it had a little edge, it had uh, you know quite big freedoms in how you wanted to express yourself, and there right. were so many new. There were there were a lot of things happening, uh, not only um, politically but also musically and uh, uh, instrumentally. Like you got the electric guitar, and you know, so there was lots of new sounds emerging. And and I think I think Beatles has been a, a massive influence on Kari just when it comes to songwriting and stuff. And and so I think that. I think it was like he was thinking about it and then he was he was digging on that groove and then he was like, man, couldn't you just do boom? It was there. <laughs> but um, I think I think he could probably describe it a lot better. But that's the one track that I wasn't I wasn't involved in creating the background for it because that's actually how we first work together is that he sent me that instrumental and said listen I've made an instrumental and I, I would love to have some vocals on it possibly if you'd be interested in giving it a go wow so if I'm not mistaken the story of love is two covers and two originals is that correct uh, no it's one original and three covers okay so how did you go about selecting the covers? I know you mentioned that 60s pop played a large influence, but you know, why, why did you select the ones that you selected? So so 60s pop was definitely a, a big influence, but we're also both massive, you know, Brazilian music heads. Right. So after we did Norwegian Wood, because I recorded that here in London on my own, and then he was just blown away by the results. So he was like, okay, listen, we need, we need to work. <laughs> and then I was going to go to Atlanta to see my brother anyway during Christmas. And so Dad said, listen, we're going to fly you out for four days if you can. And then we'll, you know, we'll, we'll do some work in the studio. So we started talking about, okay, so, you know, what type of music, you know, but if there was one cover that you could cover, what would that be? And I said, well, there is one group and one tune that I'm absolutely in love with. And it's a group called Sea Wind. And the song is called He Loves You. And I think <laughs> when Caro tells the story, he's like, man, I've never met a singer that mentioned Sea Wind. Right. Or, you know, <laughs> He Loves You. So I think that was like a done deal, really. 
And then we're both massive John Lucien fans. So that kind of came up in the same. After I said he loves you, he said, Well, do you know Sunny Day? And I was like, Are you kidding me? Of course I know Sunny Day. And he was like, Oh, Oza, we could do that one too. I was like, Yes. <laughs> and then and then we said that we definitely wanted one or two originals. But the time constraint came to play a little bit. That's why we only had time to do four tracks. So we focused on getting one original down. And, and, and I'm happy that we didn't stress through and just to make it five songs. I think it's, it's a great EP. All the songs represent something and there's a cohesion in there that I'm really happy about. It is a fantastic EP. It's four <laughs> tracks of sheer loveliness. Yeah. But you have a new project that's coming out in two weeks so we're going to get into that we're going to take a break first we're going to go into Norwegian Wood and come back with Cecilia Stalin right here yeah. on the Diamond Soul Experience <laughs> <laughs>
also happy to hear that you guys finally released that on vinyl yes absolutely it's, uh, it's available in america you can either buy it from mood music in atlanta or via a dusty groove in chicago so i know you mentioned that the vinyl is here but you guys just did a tour supporting the album in london you know how was that received oh my god it was incredible like we did uh, our first gig was in Stockholm at Fashion Jazz Club mm -hmm. and without us knowing it the national Swedish jazz radio came out and recorded it for us oh. it's incredible like uh, you know they gave me a CD straight after and they were so grateful and so happy that we were coming over because that was a one-off tour we're not we're not gonna play that again so everyone who booked us for that contributed so beautifully to, to, to that journey and then we uh, continued to Holland and we played for Radio 6 and they had a show called Michenko and we played straight after uh, Yellow Jacket Wow <laughs> I mean this is just ridiculous Yeah and uh, it went out live on radio and they were super happy and it was just just a such a blessing to be able to go there and then we did Jazz Refreshed with the whole opera crew in London and then we did a live recording for Jazz FM uh, in London also for the London Jazz Festival and then we did our final gig at the London Jazz Festival at Pizza Express all sold out shows you know it was just it was it was like the best ever experience and I have lots of video material that I'm gonna pop up on my Step Like a Giant YouTube channel as soon as I have a second. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think it's really amazing that you started on the path predicated on your parents' wishes. Yeah. You, you have a talent, you recognize, and others recognize your talent, and now you're doing sold-out shows and you're known internationally. Yeah, I'm, I'm, you know what, but without people like you, I wouldn't be known internationally. So, so much respect to you guys for, you know, spreading the word and collaborating with us by spreading good music. You're welcome. And speaking of good music, I was lucky enough to get my hands <laughs> on a copy of the Love EP. Of 
And it's such a pleasant surprise. <laughs> I love pleasant surprises, and this is indeed one of them. You completely flipped the script. I flipped the script. You, you got it. You know, <laughs> we don't want. I, I don't want people to get too comfortable. Right. Right. <laughs> so, and so one thing I love about the album is there's a theme to it. Yes. The trials and tribulations of love. Yes. So the love EP kind of came about where I've you know I've had such a blessed life so far um in that within that short period of time of me doing music more on a professional level i've been introduced to incredible talents all around the world and people will some of my great mates like really good producers will say listen hey i i have this mate he's an incredible producer you know why don't you listen to his stuff he would love to work with you whatever whatever so i work with people who are super established like herb middleton who's worked with uh you know with mary j blige all the way down to or like Keegan Harrell, who who writes music for Fifty Cent, you know, and Maxwell, and all the way down to people who are on a much more independent level. But for me, it's all about: Do I like their vibe? Do I like the music? Do I? Can I see myself? And it doesn't always have to be that it's jazz, but it's more the 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 vibe of it that that kind of that that makes me go. Oh yeah, I love it, and obviously a certain level of quality, you know. So I've I've gotten tracks from people uh, where they might have asked me, "Oh, could you write a song here for this?" Or could you, you know, "Hey, here I have a, a bunch of tracks. Would you be up for doing something?" And Sam Champ is one of them, and and I really love what him and Buscrate did for their um, extra medium. Yeah, exactly. So I actually had two of their tracks, Sam's tracks, that was in the in the bigger mix of maybe making that or not. So, uh, so I asked him if well, he they asked me to write for it, and then they didn't make the cut to the EP. So I thought, hey, let me see if I can. Yeah, so I I, I really wanted to kind of I really wanted to talk about love in that sense that. You know, there's there's always the ups and the downs, but sometimes the downs can be an opening for the next great relationship, or it could be an opening for you actually getting to know yourself as a single person. You know,、right. when you're sometimes forced into a situation, it doesn't always mean that it's、uh, just because you break up. It doesn't mean that it needs to be a bad thing. Um, it could it could be a sense of relief, or it could be, again, as I said, the chance for you to find yourself. Or so so it's about the twists and t- turns of love, but maybe not always the way that people talk about them. Where you break up and you're heartbroken. Yes, of course you're heartbroken, but maybe maybe it was a good thing. Or something that I also love is when you're. Getting into a relationship and the excitement and the the energies that really surround you and the the butterflies and the the electricity when someone touches you or when you see someone or when they do something for you or and that could be in the beginning of a relationship or it could be in the middle of a relationship but when you realize that man this is so good this is so right for me right now and yeah so that's kind of what it's about. <laughs> 
Jay Soul reached out mm-hmm. and told me that you were working on a new project, and mm-hmm. I immediately thought, just from your discography, I'm thinking it's going to be jazz oriented. Now, popped it in, and you are came on, and I was like, whoa. <laughs> you know, this this is that that Jay Dilla, DJ Spinner, DJ Jazzy Jeff type sound. Yeah. And it continued for the length of the album. But one of the things that struck me about you are is the spoken word piece in the beginning. Are those your personal thoughts or is that written by someone else? That is I that's a quote from Khalil Gibran. Mm, okay. But I heard it I heard it at the fifty fifth annual Grammy Awards, there was this woman, and I I need to find out where her name is, I think that she is an author, she said these words, I still have the video clip, I filmed her saying these things, because I was just so, I was just like, what? (laughs) This is like the most beautiful description of what I do, I've never heard anyone, you know, even come close to to being able to say what what is it that a musician do that is so special and and or even a, a, a creative right yeah so i've carried that little video clip with me so many years <laughs> <laughs> and i i felt that for you are you are is, is such a strong spiritual song that i wanted to to put it in there because it's powerful it's just really beautifully said it is it is and as a creative myself you know it definitely touched me so <laughs> i think it's the perfect introduction thank you <laughs> yes yes but with that being said you mentioned at the top of the show that mm-hmm. the love vp is available for pre-order and you are is a track that you can get once you pre-order that is correct because right now a lot of people here in UK are playing the second track of the album called Falling Into Deep. Uh, so I thought I didn't want to I didn't want to give people that track. I wanted to give them another track so that they can hear the diversity of the EP. Right. So because they're gonna get you all um, falling into deep anyway, first of February, it's gonna be sent out to them. So I thought, let me just give them the first track of the EP. I think that it sets the tone for the EP pretty well. I know you mentioned earlier that your brother is in the United States, and yep. I know that you've toured overseas extensively. Mm-hmm. Will we have a U.S. tour for the Love EP? I'd love to. If you know anyone who can set it up, then I'm there. <laughs> I will have to see about that. Um. <laughs> <laughs> you need you need to you need to call all your uh, your booking agent friends. <laughs> I have to make a call and see what we can make happen. Exactly. But you know what? It's so funny because I think that a lot of people, you know, have uh, musicians have one venue that they have fairly accessible so if you know Kari will call me up and say hey listen I have this amazing band and I would like to come and do a gig in London you know who can I talk to I know exactly who I would hook up him with right and get him a gig so I, I do think that somewhere in our musical family there should be a possibility to go, you know, Chicago, Atlanta, New York, DC, Philly, Detroit, you know, I mean, there's there, <laughs> right. possibilities out there for sure. Yeah, I think the biggest thing would be actually getting you here. But once you're here, I don't think it would be difficult to route you 
around the country. No. But but I'm in New York all the time. So okay. it's all it's all about just timing me. I think I'm I think I'm going to New York in May. So if there is interest, <laughs> call me. Call okay. me. <laughs> She will be here in four months. That's right. Can we make it happen? I'll I'll definitely see what I can do to help make that happen. (laughs) Sounds great. So what do your parents say about your career? (laughs) That's actually quite funny. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, I mean, they've always been supportive of me doing music. But I guess that when they, you know, once they started realizing that I was making money out of it, and especially when I got into the, the, the Royal Academy of Music, I think that was like a first step where they're like, okay, all right, okay, that's great. She's getting a proper education. <laughs> then, and then after Step Like a Giant, I got asked to do uh, Ronnie Scott's. Oh, so my dad flew out to see the show, and I think that that's that's that has been a a, a big, massive thing in in them accepting everything. And but they they they've been there all the time. I think it's just they were just scared that you know it's it's a tough scene out there and stuff. But I think that they've seen over the years that I'm getting recognition from here and there, and so they definitely understand that you know the fact that Swedish national radio came out to to this gig that I did at Fashing and stuff. So no, they're, they're pretty cool. Funnily enough, I just I got a little payment from them. I don't know what you call it. It's the equivalent to PPL here, but it's like the performance rights. So oh. I wrote a, a commercial. I wrote and sang for a commercial for Max Factor. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So for so worldwide. I just got a little bit of money back from that. So, you know, I'm treating my mother for a, a vacation and I uh, just booked a studio in Sweden so that me and dad can do an album together. So will you be doing Dixie, Dixieland music? Yes, baby. <laughs> Swing it in out. That is so cool. Yeah. Yeah. We're doing, we're doing some old school stuff. We're doing like Ain't Misbehaving. Is you, is a is you, ain't my baby. I cannot I wait to hear music. it. <laughs> I got music. Yeah, I'm going to do all of those. That is so I cool. I think Rose, man, it's going to be amazing. All right, so you mentioned collaborating with your dad. I know yeah. in the past you worked with Soul Parlor, Unforeseen, Mecca 83. Are there yeah. any other collaborations? Good question. I mean, there's always collaborations that are bubbling away around the corner but not anything that's uh, I mean I did a I did an amazing collaboration last year I was asked to come out to New York for Sennheiser okay and they started a record label a year and a half ago and their main artist is called Abu he's now now he is 15 he was 13 when they signed him mm-hmm. and he was recording his second album mm. and so i came in and i sang one song on the album and it's called memories of tomorrow and it's man a 15 year old writing songs like the way that he does does is actually really incredible He's super talented and there's depth and there's incredible technique and flair in there. I guess that's why he's studying at Juilliard now. (laughs) (laughs) But but that was a really incredible experience 
just I played with this drummer called uh, Ryan and oh, well it was an incredible band in there you know of like established players I think he's the one to watch okay. I think I think uh, when it comes to the he's he's straight ahead jazz though but I think he's he's the one to watch he that's a that's a really cool collaboration I'm super happy with the lyrics that I wrote for him and how the song came out and everything so that's dropping next oh this year now yeah 26 <laughs> <laughs> I got the return the year yeah so I guess that that would be a collaboration that I'm looking forward to there are definitely things going on in the background but nothing that's official yet so how can fans get in contact with you well there's a couple of ways you can you can join my Bandcamp page you can check out my web page which is cecilestarlin.com you can get in touch via Facebook uh, that is Cecilia Stalin Music uh, and I, I I actually do drop everything like anything any music any gifts anything drops first on my music page so make sure that you pick that one it has a big yellow circle sun kind of thing as a profile picture right now or you can go to my twitter which is ce stalin so my first letters of my first name ce and then stalin and yeah, I think that that would be cool. I'm on I, uh, Instagram too. It's a silly style. Yeah, but any one of those will, will do. I, I post things regularly. Okay. Finally, I want to ask, who would you consider to be your three most influential vocalists? Only three? Yeah, only three. Oh my God. <laughs> Ooh. God. Okay, so I'm going to say two names on the first one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Ella Fitzgerald and Nancy Wilson have both been massively influencing me. Uh, then I have Stevie Wonder. Uh, and then I'd say... Ooh. Oh my god, there's so many. <laughs> okay, so I would have to say Minnie Ripperton. Wow. Now, I, I, I figure... The first two, because I enjoy your scatting. Thanks. Definitely surprised by Stevie Wonder. Really? Yeah. Mm. As far as the vocalist is concerned, I mean, I know his songwriting is on point. His instrumentalism is fantastic. But I was surprised you selected him as a vocalist. Yeah, but he has, I mean, he has an incredible range. He does. And he doesn't ad-lib so much you know he's very tasteful in all the things that he does and I actually kind of like his kind of twangy nasal tone <laughs> and it just sounds so sounds so incredibly effortless when he sings yes yes it does you know and his harmonic contact is just ridiculous so yeah yeah I mean you know I, I would have put a reef in there and I there's like a whole bunch of other people that I would have put in there, but you said three. I did say three. <laughs> okay. All right. So thank you so much, Cecilia. It was a pleasure speaking to you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> and we look forward to hearing from you again about the Love EP or hearing more about the Love EP from everyone because I'm sure it's going to be on the tip of everyone's lips. 
I hope so. I hope people give you lots of feedback and feel free to, you know, tweet me or Instagram me or Facebook me if you like it and what you like about it. Um, you know, whatever, whatever you want to do, you want to mind it, good, do it. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I'm all about interacting with, with people around me. So, yeah, just hit me up. All right. So we're going to go into you are right here on the Diamond Soul Experience. Thank you, Cecilia, for your time. We greatly appreciate it. Pleasure, pleasure, pleasure. <laughs> to be born an artist is a rare and miraculous thing. Because we are the last alchemists. We reach out into the thin air and grab your hopes, your dreams, your deepest desires. And we turn them into something you can see, hear, touch, or see. soul supposed to be balancing the challenge or love when you're confronting me you are oh yes you are my brightest shining star my soul's deepest art and my mind's private parts start to the ending or real never pretending we'll never reach our ending eternal bond fertile ground when we're standing still while we're ascending
DJSoulSoul.com, decreasing your hard drive space since 2008. It's the Diamond Soul Experience. I am DJ Radu. I had a fantastic time speaking to Cecilia, and I hope that her story of following her dreams inspired you as much as it did me. Please head over to her Bandcamp page, pre-order the Love VP, so you can get You Are Now and the rest of the album as soon as it's released on February the 1st. Right now, we're rocking out to Yamin Somali, who's just doing this thing in Atlanta with the Working Class Music Group. And we have music from Nicholas Ryan Gant from Family Love Soul Presents On Deck 1, The Roots, plus new music from BJ the Chicago Kid. Have you heard his D'Angelo tribute project? I mean, this guy sounds so much like D'Angelo. I'm surprised he didn't come up during D'Angelo's absence. We'll be playing some of that, as well as music from the Golden Girl, Messina. So stay tuned right here on the Diamond Soul Experience.
Peace, y'all. Yo, 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 what's happening? It's Kev Brown. Rapping low budget, you know the drill. Low budget records, classic joints. All day, every day, forever. And, uh, you know what I'm saying? Right now, you're checking out my man DJ Radu. You mean shout out to Bama Love Soul, Diamond Soul Experience. Alright, BamaLoveSoul.com. Anticipation of roses, time froze. I stared off the stage with my eyes. 
eyes closed and dove into the deep cosmos. The impact pushed back the first five flows. But before the raw live shows, I remember eyes are low, snot nose, rocking gazelle, guy goes and eyes are closed. Learning the ropes of ghetto survival. People not the situation I had to slide through. Had to watch my back, my front, plus my size too. When it came to getting mine, I ain't trying to argue. Sometimes I wouldn't have made it if it wasn't for you. Hip hop, you the love of my life, and that's true. And that's when true. I was handling this shit, I didn't have to do. It was all for it you, all from the door for you. you. Speak through you, getting paper on tour for you. From the start, thought was down by law for you. Used to hit up every corner store wall for you. We ripped and kept it hardcore for you. I remember late nights, steady rocking the mic. Hip hop, you the love of my life. So tell the people like that, y'all. That's and it sounds so it sounds nice. So Hip hop, you the love of my life. We yo, about to take it to the top. I was speaking to my guy Rika. I see we're desperately seeking to organize enough confusion. Using no protection. Told on resurrection. Caught in the hype Williams and lost her direction. Getting eight in sections where I wouldn't eat her. Her under the counter love. So silently I treat her. Her daddy a beat her. Eyes off her. In the mix on tape. And sticking had her in the buck. When we touch it was more than just the Oh, the police and I found peace like, like Malcolm in the East Seen her on the streets of New York Tricking off, tried to make a hit with her But my bitch went soft Moving weight, losing weight Not picky with who she choose to date Too confused to hate With a struggle, I relate close to 30 Most of the niggas she know is dirty Having more babies than Lauren She started showing early As of late, I realized That this is a fate Or destiny to bring the best to me It's like God is testing me In retrospect, I see she brought life and death to me Peace to us collectively Live and direct when we perform it's This coffee shop, chicks and white dudes Over her, I got into it with the nigga Ice Cube Not a fight move to in life, making the right moves Besides God and family, you my life's true Like that, like that, like that Working hand to hand and no avail. Volume one was too heavy for you, frail niggas. So I got lean like codeine and pills. It's the vision of it in the vintage Chevy. It's been a while, but a while you still care. Free Nash till they pass out obituaries and bold caps. Your bash dips was not there. And I could do anything but move backwards. The hardest thing is to keep from being distracted. My big sister still claiming me on the taxes. Tell Uncle Sam I just need a second to add this. Gave my mama 10 racks and she packed and went to chew mash with it. Could dribble the work and gave me half of it. Half of it I took in the back of the air mattress. A quarter stash was stashed in the box with the air maxes. The rest got lost in sacks with my wife in no BM. Wagon gets dropping links in my DM. Bad bitches up and down and in the TL. I'm glad that you finally made it to the future, but you late in the prices through the motherfucking roof. If you want, you could wait outside the building. I ain't taking no more meetings. Stepped in the water. Water was cold. She I bring you greetings from the first church of Boom Baptist United Fellowship of Free Nationals Reside a pastor is die pack And the first lady is a Baptist With slanted eyelids and thick asses Sunglasses Martin Luther King fan for you And shit you sweating on my patent leather Pressure turning featherweight into a Cinderella I ain't seen the ground in days since I grew with fellas You do one better Word to the liquor that killed my grandpa liver I know you're finally proud and getting smiling For every hundred niggas that came and gone missing Only a handful I swear I see you coming as if I was living up under the plumbing. You know, kids was riffing and mumbling about 
what they could do I was kicking gumbo, whipping the voodoo I was in the jungle, running with Zulus We was looking past the struggle while life was moving so fast You had to be shoppers again soon To the top of the food group, doing what I want and how I should too And you're tuned in live right now to the Diamond Soul Experience. DJ
saying? Something, it just ain't the same. I said, I didn't, that's the point. W-A-B-L, New Rules, New Rules.
2000 album Infinite Possibilities. She'll be in Tennessee next month. Visit lovenoise.net for tickets and more info. Art Beats and Lyrics will be in Birmingham next month, and I'm really excited about that. Shouts out to ablradio.com for holding the Diamond Soul experience down. Bama Love Soul is on all social networks. Just search Bama Love Soul. And please rate and comment us on iTunes. Good night. See you next week on the Diamond Soul experience. Open up your windows and then open wide your eyes.
another day You can feel better, take it from me Just look at the colors of the falling autumn leaves Then I'm put you at ease As long as we have a weather The dark skies that find us will send a clear day to remind us As long as we have a weather The sunlight will guide us And the rainbows will surely find us God created change in seasons, not in vain The beauty of the weather's here for some distraction from 
DiamondSoul.com. It's the Diamond Soul Experience. The Diamond Soul Experience. W-A-B-L. New rules, new radio.